So we just finished recording episode number 18 of Festool Shop Talk with Scott Couch from Get Off the Couch. Amazing 45-minute chat. Stay tuned. Give it an awesome listen. Thanks. Everybody, this is Shop Talk number 18. This in the split frame is Scott Couch. You might know him from Instagram from Get Off the Couch, which I think is a great, a great tag. <laughs> on I, oh my God. I just when I first started seeing that, I was like, get off the couch. Man, what a great way to get people motivated. And then I find out your last name is Couch. That's that it. So cool. <laughs> You can find you can find Scott at YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook. Okay. <laughs> wow. When's the last time I saw you? What? Three weeks ago? Four weeks ago? A month ago? I, th I think about that. Yeah, less than a month ago. Yeah, that's when I first met you too, huh? Yeah, that's it. Yep. That was so cool, man. I want to thank you for coming down to Austin for that. That was awesome. Oh, thanks for having me. It was awesome to be there. It's a great group of people, and I got to see that here that you're a Celtics fan. Oh, dude. <laughs> when you showed me your ink, I was like, what? That was so cool. Oh, yeah. Like, great story behind that. Hey. Sure. And we're in the finals, huh? That's it. Oh, yeah. It was it was funny. You uh, texted me the other night or messaged me the other night, and I was just so exhausted. I went to bed that I woke up and I went, oh, we're in the finals. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was awesome. And they beat the Heat. Yep, perfect. It was oh, exciting. Because the only time I lived in Miami for 25 years, and uh -huh. anytime I went to see the Heat, it's when the Celts were in town. And it's the last time I got to see Larry Bird play was in oh, uh, yeah. Miami. Heat Arena. Nice. It was awesome. It that was, must be cool to awesome. see him play. Oh, my God. It was really cool. Is I was with my son at the time. He was young. And everybody started moseying out a little bit early, which was really weird. So I took it. We had such bleeds. I mean, wicked, wicked nosebleed seats. Uh -huh. I, took, I took him down to the lower level afterwards. We kind of stuck by a few ushers. Uh -huh. And we were like, oh, my God, look at the size of these guys. Oh, oh yeah. I sat courtside one time. It's amazing how big they are. Oh. Monstrous. Even the small guys are monsters. The small guys, they look small on the court, but they're bigger than you and I. <laughs> Ooh, for sure. Oh, yep. my God. I, I can't believe it. And and the legend gave such a show. It was ridiculous. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet. Oh, oh my God. You could see him talking trash down there, too. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, oh, you know man. he was, too. <laughs> oh, you know he was. He's the best trash yep. talker ever. It's, oh, yeah. Watch some of the videos out there. When some of the greats are talking about his trash talk, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's awesome. For sure. He's just like, I'm going to take it out. <laughs> I'm going to go over here, and I'm going to put it up right in your face and make a three-pointer to win the game. Yep. And I think it's Dominic Wilkins who said on uh, uh, YouTube, he said, and that's exactly what he did to me. <laughs> yep. And I've heard it from multiple different people, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's awesome. Yeah. Hey, uh, how did you become a Celts fan? You're in uh, New York, but, right? Yeah, I'm in upstate New York. Um, I like all New York teams other than the Celtics. And uh, my brother and I, I think when we were younger, 
Uh, we just had a Celtics jersey, and we love that, like, clover on it. And just ever since, I've always just been a Celtics fan. Holy moly. I grew up in Maine, and a diehard Red Sox fan, Celts fan, Bruins fan. But everybody thinks I'm a Pats fan. And the same thing, when I was in um, grade school, I really liked the Raiders logo. They were in Oakland then. And uh-huh. I've been a diehard Oakland Raider fan. Now, then Los Angeles, then Oakland, and now Las Vegas. It's pretty wild. There you go, sticking with them. At, le- at least you're not a Patriots fan. I'm a Jets fan, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here. Here in Indianapolis, they're still known as the Cheatriots. <laughs> oh, yep, yep. That's what oh, we call yeah. them around here, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yep. so this is so cool having you, man. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I've been, you know, everybody knows you from Get Off the Couch. Um, but how did you get started in all of this, and how long have you been doing it? So – kind of like a lot of people get into it you know I got a house and we needed some furniture and uh so I think it was in like 2017 my wife w- was asking for a table and I was like you know let me look into it started asking around and I ended up uh talking to a local shop around here and he gave me some prices and I was like how about I come and learn how to build one with you and I started working uh... in his shop and I worked there one to two days a week after my day job and uh, just started slowly learning, doing stuff there. And then I eventually started buying tools from my own house and slowly outfitting my own shop and then broke away from there. And it's only been five years since I started and I just finished the table for my wife. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've made many tables, but finally just made one for the house. That is so cool. Hey, got a quick question. Sure. Uh, what, what do you do for a day job? So I work for a 3M uh, doing de- healthcare data development. <laughs> that is so yep. cool. Yeah, hey, that's... You know, so do you know how similar this is to me? I started, because everybody, I think a lot of people now know that I was a cabinet maker in Fort Lauderdale, and that's where, Fort mm-hmm. Lauderdale, and that's where Festival hired me. But what people don't know is I was in a restaurant business at one time in my life, and Marianne, my wife, needed a coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And she knows my background growing up woodworking my whole life and with my father and my grandfathers. And she goes, you know how to build that? I was kind of almost forced into it, but I built it. And then it started, it progressed from there. Yep. So eventually I kind of moved on. But that was, that's kind of neat. That's really cool. Sure. Yeah. It seems like uh, people get into a house or wherever and they're like, I need furniture and you either want to try and figure it out. And then next thing you know, you're off on a journey. And you're cranking it and you do signs, huh? Yep. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of signs. Uh, So I actually uh, made, made a Barcelona sign for like somebody local around here, a friend. And what uh, Barcelona shared it on their page and they have like, I think like 4.9 million or something like that. So it got crazy views. And then it just kind of opened up the shop to make more signs. Yeah. And people just reach out to you. How? Social media? Yep. Yeah. I get a lot of people reaching out just through Instagram uh, asking, you know, Hey, can you make this team or that team? And then uh, we go from there. That sounds so like, you know, uh, Derek from Malden. Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, that's that, a lot of people reach out to him that way too, and boy, he's become really successful. Oh yeah, now he's yeah, on the, he made, now, yeah, 
He makes some real cool ones with just uh, all epoxy too. Yeah, you have a. Uh, do you have in your shop a CNC? I do. Well, it's technically in my basement, <laughs> so my oh. shop is uh, quite oh, small. Okay. So I'm spread yeah. out. <laughs> That's cool. Yep. So you have it. You're in. If I remember looking at your Instagram, you're in a one car garage. Yep. Yeah, I got a one car garage, and then there's like a little added on, like four foot. Uh, I think it's like six feet wide section that goes the length of the garage, and that's all I got to work with. So I've got my CNC, and I do like all my epoxy pouring and all that down in my basement. Wow, man, boy, you but you make it happen, huh? Got to do what I got to do, man. You know, man. I was boy just looking at your shop uh, in the garage, and I was like. You remind me of one of my shops one time where I had to walk around everything almost in a, a snake yep. pattern just to get around machinery. But, you know, you have to do what you have to do when you're getting started like that. Yep, that's exactly it. I, I call it my milling hallway because I have my jointer, planer, and drum sander in there, and they're all offset one side or the other so that I can weave through. But that's cool, man. I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening thinking, you know what, I, I can do that too, right? Just, oh, yeah. just going to make it happen. And next thing you know, how many, how many followers you got on Instagram? That blew me away. I'm almost yeah. to 100,000. I'm getting close. Wow, man. Do a lot of people yeah. reach out for advice and stuff? Uh, they used to a lot uh, recently, not not as much. But yeah, I used to get a ton. Um, I get a lot of questions about epoxy, what epoxy I use what uh, type of they should use and how to make it not bleeding. Those are like the, the three main questions I get. Oh, no kidding. What, uh, yep. what brand of epoxy you use? Uh, Total Boat. Yep. Cool. I, I use cool. all Total Boat and uh, depending on what I'm doing, which I'll use different uh, types of epoxy, like the two to one or the thick set or the deep pour. Yeah. Uh, boy, Jess has her own brand with Total Boat, doesn't she? Jess she Crow. does. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Wow. I use her sometimes too. Yeah, we call her, uh, I call it the epoxy queen. I think it's sticking. I, I think that's a, a, sol a solid uh, nickname there for her. <laughs> yeah, I always go, hey, hey, what's up, hashtag epoxy queen? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> She's great. She's been on Shop Talk, too. She was supposed to make it in for a festival live, but her flights got all discombobulated. That's oh, that would be cool. Works. Man, yep. next time you're in. Especially Asia, now. You had a, you, oh, my God. The flights are crazy, dude. Crazy. Oh, I'm yeah. To, uh, okay, so I'll do a little shop talk for festival. I'm booking a, a flight because we're going to, out to uh, Portland, Oregon. Okay. And I cannot believe the cost of these flights. It's yep. ridiculous. Instead of like a, a $500 ticket, it's like $3,000. Yeah, and then crazy? you're getting... Then you're getting stuck on them forever because, like, oh. uh, I, they can't unload things or they don't have staff or. Yep. Wow, and I it's crazy. Thought, okay, time for a road trip. Oh, <laughs> there I you go. How well, how I long is it? At it? Thirty-three hours from our oh. uh, headquarters. Yeah, but that's. It's, uh, it's gonna be really. It's gonna be really cool. We're gonna be at a place called Woodcrafters. I think it's on the twenty-fourth. We're going to do a fest tool live there, and it's going to be a big to do. Very cool. Excited. Yeah. Nice. I've never been to a woodcraft. Well, no, this is different. This isn't a, a woodcraft. It's actually oh, okay. called. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's always get, it always gets mixed up. It's called Woodcrafters. 
Oh, okay, uh, I've, okay. known, I've known the owner for about almost 16 years and just the nicest dude in the world. So, Very cool. Yeah, it's kind of neat because we started Test Tool Live here uh, corporate, but now we're going to venture out. We're going to do one in Canada and one in Ohio and stuff like that. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, sure. Cool. Okay, so I got a question. We were eyeballing Big D in the, your shop, and you got some Test Tool in there, don't you? Of course. Of course I do. Okay, so I got a question. <laughs> what was your first Festool tool? Uh, my first personal Festool was uh, Sander. I got a, I think it's a ETS EC one twenty five. Yep. Oh, yeah, that was my man. first one. I uh, so the shop that I worked in, he got a Festool Sander, and I had like a little Dewalt one here in my shop. And as soon as I used yeah. his, I was like, all right, I, I need to, I need to get something better here. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. It makes a world of difference. You know what? When I my first best tool was a, uh, a track saw, but back then it was the ATF. And I said, "What's so special about these best tool sanders?" I I have I owned every brand, or I've used every or owned every brand, and I was just like, uh -huh. "You're gonna be kidding me!" And I I bought an ETS one twenty five back then, and I used it for about two hours, and I went, "Man, my hand isn't buzzing." And then I realized yep. it's built in there, vibration stop. And I was like, man, I was sold. So I had to get a job at Festival to get more Festival. <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> yeah, not bad, huh? Yeah. Not bad. That's a solid That's way cool. to do it. Hey, I also see you have a track saw. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Which one? That was, that was, my, one? That was my second one. I have the 55, TS-55. Cool. Cool, yep. man. Yeah, I love I, – when I bought my first – Festival. It was the ATF 55, and I never looked back. Pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, Pretty yeah. I would awesome. never. I, I love that thing. I use it all the time. When I was doing a lot of those signs, uh, I just glue up a bunch of panels and I just bust that out, cut them square with it, and it makes the world of easy. So easy. <laughs> That's so cool. Hey, I got a question, and I always love asking. This is one of those common questions I ever I always ask on Shop Talk. In in the woodworking, who was your biggest influence? I have to say my dad. Growing up, my dad was a oh. cabinet maker. He owned his own shop uh, for twenty twenty five years, and then he threw out his back, or then he went and worked for, at a different thing. Ended up throwing out his back or whatever. So he doesn't do too much anymore. But I always loved going to his shop as a kid, going there, building my pinewood derby cars, things like that, and then seeing like my mom work from home growing up and he would build her desks and things like that. And I did all the uh, furniture in my sister's room and just seeing all that stuff always gave me, made me want to be able to do stuff like that. So. Yeah. That, I guess being raised in that, right? Oh, sure. Yep. And then once yeah. I finally got some space of my own, I went to town. It's, it's just so funny because my wife saw my background with my, my folks, but also hearing about my grandfather and seeing pictures of me when I was seven in my grandfather's shop using hand planes and stuff like that. And uh -huh. so when that came up, we needed a coffee. She goes, you can do that. Oh, yeah. Just, I, always, I always like to see where people are in their shops and stuff. And for me, it's always who that influence is. And you mentioned something earlier. I want to get back to it because that was pretty cool. <clears throat> you had somebody, you went and priced something out and you said, Hey, help me build it. Mm -hmm. That shop you went into. Yep. Who was that? Who was that person that let you do that? 
So it's actually, uh, he's on Instagram. It's uh, Urban Industrial Design. Um, it's a local buddy of mine. He was actually, he worked in a day job for a while. And then I think he, I think he started out because he needed some furniture too in his house. And then he started just making furniture on his off hours. And then next thing you know, he runs a furniture business now. Um, so in his like early years, uh, he needed some help. He was kind of at the point where he needed some help. So it kind of yeah. worked out for me where I was able to go in and help him do all the things he needed to do and learn and uh, obviously use bigger machinery and things like that too. So it's very cool. That is really, that's a good dude, man, to let you yep. do that. Yep. I, had, I actually, uh, oh, I was yeah. going to say, I actually remember uh, when he first got a track saw and him being like, Hey, I got this fest tool track saw. I'm like, what the heck is that? You know, and then go in there and trying it out and be like, wow, this is amazing. No more clamping a level and riding a circular saw against the level. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know? I, I, I've been there, done that. I have that clamp it tool guide thing that I used to run my old uh, craftsman circular saw against. Oh, sure. And, yep. uh, hey, it got me where I was. And then I made a shooting board for it. And I That's it. You got to start somewhere. I saw this, this track saw at the local Marine store. And I was just like, what the heck is this? And I saw how it was guided, but they didn't even know what they were doing. They were cutting cross grain on veneer plywood and pulling it away and showing me the splinter free cut. Uh -huh. I was blown away and they didn't know what, it, they go, isn't it cool? It works on a track. And I was just like, no, look at the quality of cut. It's amazing. Right. right. Yeah. To this day, it's still my favorite tool. I don't care. Everybody thinks the domino is and this and that. No, that's my favorite tool. It's just amazing. Okay, I, I digress. I digress. <laughs> so I, I think I know the answer to this one, but I want to ask you this one, Scott. What are your, in woodworking, what are your biggest struggles right now? So right now, it's finding time. So oh. I work a full-time job, and then I've got my three kids, my wife, and obviously they're they're my priority so uh the yeah. way I, the way my time works now is i kind of put my kids on the bus come out here for an hour and a half or so go to the day job work there luckily i work from home so then i can come out on my lunch break and take a half hour an hour out here and do whatever i got to do and then put the kids to bed and be back out here again after that that so. is awesome that's a better answer than I thought the one you were going to say. <laughs> so what did you think I was going to say? I, I hope the missus and those children are listening. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think I was going to say? Your shop side. Oh, well, that is, that yeah, is I, the thing, I, too. But, but you have your priorities straight. It's always about the family, right? That's it. I mean, always, if it, I, t I tell my wife all the time, if it wasn't for the family, I'd, I'd quit the day job and just figure it out doing this. But having that steady income for the family is, uh, it's quite key. It's, it's, for me, it's not only the, the steady, but it's also the insurance and all of it, right? Oh, yeah. Hey, for sure. uh, it's funny because just recently I have, I have my three car garage where I call it a three saw garage at home. And I hate moving stuff around, uh -huh. you know? So what's funny is I just bought a shed to throw all my lawn garden stuff in there. But I was thinking <laughs> when I saw your shop online, I'm like, oh my God, he needs a bigger shop. Oh, so, for I, sure. I, I will tell you I've been there and it's just yep. really good. It's, it's, it's enlightening to hear your priorities are straight. Hey, so the uh, ki kids ever come out to the shop with you? 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, not not all the time, but they uh, they more like going into the basement and pouring epoxy. If I ever go down to the basement, and plus it's a lot easier for them if they see me go down to the basement. They're like, "What are you doing?" And come down there, yeah. and they like to they like to either watch the CNC run or pour epoxy. Oh. Yeah, my kids. Uh, my, my brother just took them on a walk through the woods recently, and they all my nephew and my daughter collected a bunch of stuff, and then we poured it all in epoxy, and we're gonna make a little tray for them out of it. Uh, dude, how old are your kids? If you mind uh, 11, 6, and 3. Okay, so you're going to freak out what they remember over the years. What, what you're doing now, when they get older, they'll always remember it. And the best part about it is when you don't think they're listening, they're listening. And uh -huh. then as they get older, they start seeing something on television with all their buddies are in the room. And I go, yeah, I remember when he showed me how to do that. And they go through the steps, and you kind of like going, oh, my God, they were listening. <laughs> right? Uh <-huh. laughs> those, me those memories that are being created now, it's amazing. Well, you know, when you're a father shop, right, growing up. Oh, sure. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember uh, vividly going there as a kid and the things that he taught me and just using those big tools and thinking it was so cool to be able to, you know, make my own yeah. Pinewood Derby car. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. That's a big yeah. thing here in Indianapolis is the Pinewood Derby Cats. They got it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, just saw, I just saw a recent thing where they were having the races, and I was like, wow, that's cool. You know, I, ne I never got involved. Hey, were you in the Boy Scouts? I was. Yep. Ah, that's big in the Boy Scouts, isn't it? Pinewood yep. Derby Cats. Yep. yep, that's where yeah. we did it. My oldest brother, Skip, um, did that, and he was big in Pinewood Derby, and Dad and him would make Pinewood Derby Cats. Ah, for sure. Yeah. It's amazing. So, I, I got to tell you, when you were talking about getting a shed recently and putting your tools out or your yard tools out there, I just yeah. at the end of last summer, that's what that's how I got opened up the other alleyway in my shop here. I oh, bought a shed oh. and threw all the kids' bikes and all the uh, oh, yard yeah. tools and everything out there. And so, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't uh, be able to have half the stuff in here that I do. Oh, that is so cool! I'm glad I got it. Like, okay. <laughs> a quick question: What size shed did you get? Uh, I think it's an 8x10, if I remember right. Yes, I just got an 8x12. It's being delivered in two weeks. Oh, I nice. Live a, I live in an HOA, and they just approved it So last night. Okay. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked. I'm going to go get just, it in a couple of days. I just snuck mine in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I almost did that. But our friend who works with my wife, Mary Ann, he sits on uh -huh. the board, and he, he's just a nice guy. They say 30 to... 60 days for approval. He goes, he goes, tell Brian to put it online and I'll get it approved in 30 to six hours, 30 to 60 hours. He approved it within 12 hours. Oh, there you go. Pretty cool. May yeah. as well go the right and, channels then. Oh yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is I don't like moving stuff and I was just moving the wheelbarrow and the mower and all the, the thing is, is I, I think I have the room, but I wanted more room and you can, you can uh, never have enough. I, I know, but I just wanted to stop moving stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm going to be rebuilding some stuff with Festool in there and I'm going to reorganize my Festool in there because some of the stuff, the cabinets are older. So I, yep. I, I can't, I can't stop working, you know, whether I'm here or at home. I hear I that. Festool for me has changed everything. The thing I hate though is sometimes we discontinue stuff and at home I can't work without that Vaxxas. That's amazing. Oh, I just dropped Vaxxas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see the comments on that. Oh my god, I love I love that thing. Okay, I got 
gonna stop. Hey, um, here's another question too. So you started this in your woodworking about 2017, 2018, right? Yep. Hey, um, how did it, what happened to you and the business when the pandemic hit? And I can't believe I had to change my notes on here. I used to say in 2020. Now I say in the last two and a half years. It's amazing. Yeah, really. I didn't think it would. I, well, I always think it's going to be over. And I, I, at this point, I don't know if it's ever going to be over. <laughs> hey, on your day job, did you always work from home or did that change to work from home when you? Uh... No. So I, that actually helped me out. Um, so I, I used to go in the office and I w it was a 45 minute commute about. So I, would, mm -hmm. I barely had much shop time. It was basically on the weekends then. Yeah. Um, but then when the pandemic hit, you know, we were home and just within the last like three months, we got offered the option to either work hybrid, go in the office or work from home. And I chose to work from home because it's working out so well with me being able to uh, get some more time in the shop and be home for the family more because uh, yeah. they used to be waiting for me to get home to eat dinner or eat dinner before I got home because the kids were starving. So it's nice to be able to just be able to shut my computer and be there. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it changed quite a few things here at Fest Tool. Um, yeah, I, I was always in here. Uh, I'd have a training class, say Monday, Tuesday, twice a week, or once uh -huh. a week, and then do some other stuff. And then it hit, and I was like, "What do I do now?" Right? Right. Yeah. And, uh, our warehouse and repair never shut down, but it was weird. Uh, a lot of people um, could work from home. You know, different departments can work from home sure. and now i guess we're in a what is it big d a hybrid where some people i'm here all the time uh yep. i don't know i guess that marianne says it's my second home <laughs> but, uh, it's, you know we, we're everybody works all week long but sometimes uh a day here and day here where we we go and work from home and i'll tell you what i sometimes working from home i work too hard there <laughs> yep yep right? It's so easy to you know? just like, for me, I'll go walk in the office and open my computer, log in real quick and do a few things. And, you know, it's so easy to, just to do it when you work from home. And I think that also helps me get the freedom to do this, you know. So if I'm out here for an extra 20 minutes, I know that later at night I can log on to work and work for an extra 20 minutes or whatnot. Oh, for sure. For yep. sure. It's cool. I, uh, but I, I, uh, it's, it's the whole, the whole dynamics changed, you know. Uh, there's sure. so much being done online. Like here, here's one of the things Festival Shop Talk came about because of the pandemic, you know, and Festival Live. But it's cool. I uh, sure. I really like this because we're hitting. I don't know how many people we got online right now, but it's amazing. Think about it. It's twelve o'clock, or now it's almost like twelve thirty already. I'm taking up a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, I... uh, it, it's, uh, it's crazy, but you're in New York. We're here. And I just, I just think this is great. And, and I love doing podcasts. They're awesome. Oh, sure. So much fun. And we did, the, it, we did the festival live with you from Austin too. Yep. So yep. Fun. Oh, that was awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what the, the pandemic has definitely had its downfalls, but there is a lot of good that's came out of it too. Yeah. I call it the silver lining to the pandemic. Sure. And yep. I don't know if, if that's good to say or not, but um, it brought a lot of people closer together, I think. And these mm -hmm. people really realize what life is all about. Not to get too philosophical, but I mean, I agree. Family's family's been number one in my life, my whole life, and it's uh, it just brought a lot of people together. Okay, so I got a question sure. for you. 
Where do you see yourself, your future growth? What are your expectations? Let's just take you five years out. Where do you think you're going to be? I hope to have a bigger shop and be doing, be in it more often. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> oh yeah. That's uh, kind of essential right now. You, you would laugh if uh, you saw just what's directly behind my phone here. There's a laser like two feet away because I don't have room <laughs> for anything. Um, but yeah, I hope to uh, eventually take this full time. Um, like I said, right now, while the kids are all young, I want to just stay at the full time job where it's yeah. steady, got benefits and, you know, nice yeah. uh, options there. But eventually, um, like right now, my wife's kind of in a transition with her job. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe you could just come home and you could start the business and slowly turn it into something more. So we're yep. we're toying with that idea, but uh, we don't know. We're kind of just taking it uh, day by day and see what happens with the kids and where we go. Cool. Cool. That's, that's cool. Hey, yeah, we... um, I don't know if this is too personal, but I want to ask you a question. Can you hold up your arm and show everybody your rank? Because that's the coolest thing ever. Okay. Oh, uh, you got to – can't see the yeah. Celtics. There it is. There it is. So if somebody's listening to the podcast, you got to go to uh, YouTube to see this. <laughs> so describe how that came about. My sleeve? Oh, me. Yeah. Uh, Our, uh, the Celtics and the, the boxer. Yeah, so, so the my whole tattoo sleeve is all about my family. This whole upper part is all for, like, there's something on there for each one of my siblings, my parents, my grandparents. And then down here is my kids uh, and stuff. And I had a boxer that was named Rondo after Rajan Rondo that played for the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> and Rondo is an amazing dog. And when I, I, he eventually got some neurological issue and I had to put him down. So I got a pair of boxing gloves. It's so hard to show it, but a pair yeah. of boxing gloves with the Celtics logo and Rondo's name on it for him. I just, I love that. When you showed that to me, and we were at uh, uh, to get Lake Travis or wherever out in Austin, and that was so cool. I just went, now that's a good story. I knew you were going to be on Festival Shop Talk. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew it. <laughs> that's so hey, really that, cool. that lake was beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, so I had, I had been out there. You heard me. I was negotiating with Alan to go somewhere else that <laughs> day, right? Yep, and yep. I've been out there so many times with Alan and everybody from Rubio and everybody, uh -huh. and everybody's had a great time there. Sure. <clears throat> but it's, it's a lot of the times it's been overcast. That was the best sunset ever. I had really? There it, it was beautiful. We were all together in that little corner up on the top yep. deck. That's the first time everybody was together. It was just so cool. That was one of the best memories at, uh, at that lake. It was fun. Oh, for sure. Yes. Uh, and, somebody put a, put a nice video where you could see everybody hanging out there and the, uh, the sun setting in the background and everything. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. And what you guys built over two days. The, the, every time I do that, Scott, I'm just like, I look at Alan, it ain't going to happen. Then there's too much warp in those boards. This ain't going to happen. Off to uh -huh. the side, right? And all I mean, of a sudden, it comes together. And yep. I am so blown away at everybody working together the way they work. Hey, I'm, I'm blown away by that, uh, that perfect miter that we got with those cupped and warped boards. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I walked away a couple times. I go, hey, 
I got to and, and I coach everybody who's kind of on the Rubio and my team. Don't tell them what to do. Just you uh-huh. have to stay away. They're the craft people. Because if you make the mistake, woo! <laughs> you want them to go through the struggle. And that's what makes it perfect in my eye. Oh, and, sure. Uh, the whole thing, the auction went well and everything. It was nice. That's that's how you get people working together too, like that. Just throw them in a situation and let them figure it out, and then that's how you get that good collaboration and teamwork. Oh, it was great, and the people, it, it, the people I met were phenomenal. I met you. I mean, I had followed you before, but I get to hang out with you. Yeah, it was awesome to finally meet a bunch of the people I've talked to and never actually met. So it was nice to meet people there and actually get a connection, in real life. Yeah, and then I find out you were at workbench gone, right? Yeah, and I didn't even get a chance to talk to you there. It was so crazy yep. busy. Yeah, it's uh, just a whirlwind. It, it workbench is. con, just uh, you're pulled in oh. a million different directions for three days. It's amazing. It's yep. absolutely amazing. But that was a fun time too. Oh sure. Okay, sure. That was great. I'm going to ask you one more question because I don't want to take up all your day. I know you're a busy dude. Okay, here it is. It's going to be a festival question. Yeah. <laughs> I know you have a few festivals, but if I could take everything away except for one festival, mm. what would you keep? Uh, it's a toss-up between the track saw and the domino. Uh, ah. I, so ultimately, the domino just opens up a lot of diff- different, like, makes, makes certain joinery things easier. And I'm, I'm no joinery expert, so having that domino sure does make life easy. So I might, I might have mm. to go with the domino. Because I, I survived for, for a while with a, a clamp and a, tr- and a circular saw, so I, I, I could I could do that again. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Oh. It's, uh, so, what yeah. would your choice be if you could only have one? Oh, you know, you're the first person on Shot Talk to ask me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it would be the track saw. You could take oh, everything really? else away from me. Just don't take yeah? the track saw. 75? Uh, nope, 55. Oh, and, really? And nowadays, the, the new TS-55 cordless because of the 1.8 millimeter. Uh, uh-huh. But we, we have the new one, the new corded one with the 1.8 millimeter. But there's just something about that cordless where I don't have the cord anymore. I still nope. hook it up with my Bluetooth dust extraction. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, it's... Until until the future, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> oh so I got God. I got another question for you then. Okay. Why the fifty five over the seventy five? I could do everything, just about everything with the fifty five. Uh huh. Well, that, that's okay. why I got the fifty five. Is mm-hmm. I can do pretty much everything, and it's cheaper, of course. That's an unbel- <laughs> that is that's a great question because. I can do almost everything. The own, oh, and I have a 75 at home as well. I have a uh-huh. 75, 75 at home. Um, the reason I have a 75 is uh, for miter joints, uh, for slabs uh, yep. to do waterfalls. That's yep. why I have it. I, and, I, I, uh, yeah, that's why. Yeah, I would think that's like the main reason that you need that bigger blade. Otherwise, the 55 can handle pretty much anything. So I'll break this down in Imperial. A lot of people have slabs that are inch and a half, inch and three quarter, and they think they need the 75 just to straight line rip them. 
uh, I straight line rip with the cordless TSC 55 with that 1.8 millimeter. And I, I am so stoked every time I use that. It's, it's like cutting butter with a, a hot knife. It's uh -huh. unbelievable. Uh, it's, it sounds funny. I work for Festool, but I still get giddy talking about it. I've been here 15 <laughs> years. I still like, am so like amazed, but I, uh, you know, so, so when somebody asks me, boy, or tells me how expensive it is, I go, yeah, I do work for Festool, but it's worth every single penny. Once you, once you start using it and, you know, and I tell people, don't believe it, just return it in 30 days if you don't like it. Uh -huh. And then they usually come up to me and slug me and go, I can't believe you said that because now I buy in more. Yep. You know? We've got a local, <laughs> we've got a local store around here that'll let you like, Oh, just, just take it and try it out. And if you want it, then you can buy it. And they know that if you take it and try it out, you're, you're going to eventually keep it. Yeah. That's what I, sure. I mean. You can't go wrong. No, it's just, it's worth it. Uh, yep. So oh, I didn't mean to turn this into a festival fest, but it's kind of cool. We were talking about it. So sure. any other, any other questions? Was there any questions I should have asked you? Um, not that no. I can think of. You're the, you're the first person to ask me what my, what I could live without uh, that. You're the first person, <laughs> but you know, doc, right from the right edge. Yep. Okay. Yes. He asked me a question once and I was like, it was about, uh, I think, a back order status on the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, I had to ask that for my friend to put you on. And, I, and I, I answered them in a really, like, corporate, elegant way. And I go, how did I do it? He goes, man, that was real corporate. I go, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you That's very awesome. much. I go, I can dance around all kinds of festival topics. I'm just kidding. It's, uh, it's, it's weird. Okay. So. <laughs> it's just so funny sometimes I'm thinking eh, we'll talk for 15 20 minutes I looked up for a while hey, hey it's oh, easy it is it is so easy go ahead I got one more question for you before you go <laughs> okay it's a personal one now what's oh, your next you. museum what's the next museum you're oh. gonna go to oh you like museums too don't you oh yeah What's the, okay, what's the last one you went to? So I just went to the Picasso Museum when I was in Spain. After, after I left Austin, I went home for like three or four days, and then I went to Spain for a week with my wife. You went to the Picasso Museum? Yes, sir. Huh. It, it where, was amazing. Where, where, where in Spain is that? In Barcelona. Wow. Yep. Okay. To be honest, I didn't even know it was there. And we were walking around and somebody mentioned it and we were like, where is that? And so we went and it was, it was pretty amazing. Did you take the whole family? Nope. Just the wife and I. Okay. Okay. That's, the reason yep. I'm asking is um, I, we, we talked in, in Austin, right? About museums. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm a museum fanatic. I can go in day after day to one museum just so I can absorb everything, right? There's a lot and, to uh, absorb. Yeah, and it's tough sometimes. I like to revisit them sometimes. My next museum is going to be the one – I've been to the Field Museum in Chicago, but I think it's the 
Science and Industry Museum there in Chicago. Okay. Uh, I really want to go to that. And the reason I said, who did you take? I, I, in, in the old days, if I went with a girlfriend, now my wife, I, I don't think they're into museums as much. <laughs> um, by the way, I had that feeling with my grandson when I took him to Cape Canaveral. Uh-huh. I didn't think he was listening. And then we were out on um, Cocoa Beach. And yep. that day he was asking me questions. He was reading as much as I was. Uh, so he did so, take it in, just like you were saying with the kids in the shop. They'll take absolutely. it in. You don't even know it. So my favorite museum story, and I'll just say it now. <laughs> I keep going on and on. I'm so sorry. No, uh, no. I was, no. I, was, I was with a bunch of people, and we went to – and my wife came to Germany with me. And we, they said, oh, bring Marianne. And we went to the Mercedes-Benz Museum. Oh, that's got to be a cool one. It's Stuttgart. You start at the top, and it, it's a, you just walk down around into the different rooms. It's uh-huh. probably the, one of the best laid-out museums I've ever been into. So we were there four hours, and we're all there having a, a half of ice in afterwards downstairs. And someone said, where's Marianne? <laughs> she was still in the museum. Oh, yeah. She, she found loved one it. she liked. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> this, this museum in Barcelona was the Pablo Picasso Museum. Yep. Yeah, it was awesome. You kind of like oh. walk in and they kind of take you through like his beginnings and where he got started and the different things all the way up through the oil paintings that he was doing at the end. It's really impressive. Yeah, he's one of my favorite artists. Um, my favorite is Van Gogh, but my God, that's amazing. That's the amazing, amazing got- thing is he was doing some of that stuff when he was 13, 14 years old. No kidding, huh? Yep, yep. No kidding. I'm. Uh, I think it's at MoMA, is uh, is Starry Night, and that's on my bucket list to go see uh, the Vincent Van Gogh there. Oh, that would be really cool. The, yeah, I, I've always wanted to go there. Um, I believe MoMA is Metropolitan Museum of Art. Okay, that's what that is. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in it's in the, it's in the city, so I want to go yep. there. Last time I was in the city, I had to go to knock it off my bucket list because I've been to New York City a few times. I needed uh-huh. to go to the stat. I needed to go to the Statue of Liberty. Oh uh, yep. That yep. Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I'll tell you if if you're ever in the city again and want to go to something, it's really emotional. But the uh, World Trade Center Museum is that's yep. it's 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 a spectacle to see. It's uh, quite emotional, but it's really cool to see if you're ever able to see it. Yeah, I do want to go. I just saw so many great um, snippets from there that I go, uh-huh. oh yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go there. Yeah, and just I bring just your saw, tissues. Yeah, I I have seen a few things where I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna break down right here. I've been to, oh, yeah. I've, I've been to the site uh, for okay. a few minutes. On a, we were driving by. I go, guys, can you just stop? I want to just be there for a few minutes. Sure. Wow, it's unbelievable. It's all, it 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 really is. It's. Yeah, I don't want to get too emotional. On it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think everybody should really go there. Just to yeah. See. Oh yeah, yeah. You it's know? very powerful. Sure. Very it powerful. Is fair. Yeah, it's a good word. Powerful. Yep. Okay. <laughs> we gotta keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We could talk two or three hours on this. Oh, easy. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, too cool. I am so yep. glad that you took time to chat with us today, my friend. 
Oh, I'm uh, so happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm just going to wrap it up and say, have a great summer and keep on hitting the woodworking, brother. You're a rock star. So Will do. Thanks, you. Sedge. You betcha. Anytime, brother. Thank Appreciate you so it. Thanks much. for having me. You betcha.